Hey, and welcome to Part-Time Struggle. My name is Matthew Tarleton. In today's episode, we're going to discuss what it's like living with someone with a mental illness. And I have my wife joining me today, uh, Miranda, to, to talk about what it's like when I get into my depressive or anxiety episodes, what it's like from her point of view, someone living with someone with a, a mental illness. And what got me onto this topic was the, the saying that I've repeated over and over again throughout different podcasts or blogs is that your mental health issues aren't your fault, but they are your responsibility. And sometimes I do forget that, that when I get into a depressive funk or a get anxiety that that there's people living with me that, that probably feel that too, and that's not necessarily fair to them. So you need to take responsibility on that. And one thing I found recently that has really helped with that is communication. I'm still working on it, still trying to get better at it and how I communicate, um, how I'm feeling, when I'm feeling it, because I know that it's it's very hard when you get into those states because um, when you're going through those issues, it's hard to make eye contact. It's hard to talk because you have no confidence. You feel worthless. It's hard, it's hard to be vulnerable and say that something's wrong with you. Uh, but it is the best practice. It's the healthiest practice for you and for your loved ones. And you aren't alone. I know how it feels. I promise you, I know I know it's hard to talk about those things, particularly to a loved one. It's, it's hard to tell them that something's not right, that you need help. Um, it's debilitating, but, but don't put your loved ones through the same funk that you're in. Work with them, help them help you. And that's why I have, I have invited Miranda on today to, to talk to her to give you a little bit of insight of what it's like when I go through my mental health issues, because you know what it's like from my point of view. I, I talk about that, but I want you to know what it's like from someone that lives with me point of view. So Miranda, again, thank you for being a guest. You are the, This is your second show. You are, a, you are a seasoned vet now. You joined me for my midlife crisis podcast in which we determined that, yes, I indeed am going through a bit of a midlife crisis, but <laughs> right. it's a good one, I think. Right. It's, yes. it's a positive midlife crisis. Right. Um, and you have agreed and by agreed I mean I begged you to come back and do the second one with me even though it's not as fun of a topic as pooping on me about being in a midlife crisis <laughs> it is still a topic that I think need it deserves its own attention you deserve your voice in this those that are living with mental health people with mental health issues deserve their voice in this so um, you seem to catch on that something's wrong with me quicker than I do typically what what's your clues or what's your signs what do you see before I see it um, so it presents itself kind of different ways depending on what it is. It seems like when you're having anxiety that it just presents itself as you being a butthead. You're just um, rude to me or Avery or short with us or um, you're, you're not as patient as you normally are just in general. Or um, And it can look like anger. It can look like um, just kind of taking it out on other people. Um, my anxiety actually presents itself the same way. I tend to lash out at the people around me. So I usually can pick up on anxiety pretty quickly because it's not your normal MO. Right. Um, your depression looks a little bit different. Um, it seems like you're more withdrawn, not as responsive, sometimes not responsive at all, not even responding when you're spoken to and stuff like that. I can tell that you're in kind of a cloud yep nice. um, that, that and, explains and, it pretty well and you're very detached mm -hmm. um, so those are things that I pick up on pretty quickly and um, can pinpoint okay yeah and you seem like I say you seem to pick it up quicker 
than than I do, or either it could be that I realize I'm in a, kind of in a funk and I'm trying to get out of it, and I'm starting to panic a little bit, and then you kind of pick up on that. Um, so how do you feel when I get into those moods? Um, if you don't mind, I'll go back to that first question again, and then mm-hmm. have you ask me that again. Um, I think that maybe part of the reason that I'm able to pick up on things quicker than you is something that is a society thing that girls are taught about emotions and taught about, you know, how things feel and to talk about things and to talk it out and to work it out. And those are things that, you know, little boys aren't really necessarily encouraged to do on the same level. Um, And so I think that maybe I'm able to pinpoint it more because that's something that I've just heard before. I'm more familiar with it. This is my stomping ground. Emotions, you know, this is something that in order to get through, you know, puberty and young adult life, women have to be able to label emotions and and figure out how to control them. And and it's not necessarily as easy for guys to do. Yes, it's a skill set. And I talked about this on a previous podcast and blog. It's a skill set that I, I certainly did not do as a kid, as a as an adolescent, as a teenager, as a twenty something year old, and hell, even into my thirties, I, it, it, you know, um, expressing your your feelings is is it's definitely a skill set. It takes it mm-hmm. takes a, a certain skill set to talk about what's wrong with you, to talk about how you're feeling. It's not easy, um, but yeah, it's, it's something you have to work at. And I've started working at that over and over again. So guys, listen to that. That is important. That you understand your feelings and you talk about them. Don't hold them in. It will not lead to anything good. Only only negative outcomes. So let's go back to that the second question I asked you about. How do you feel when I get into those moods? When I get into one, a depressive state or an anxiety mm-hmm. state? Um, it really depends on how you're acting. Sometimes it has been, you know, just annoyance. Oh, he's, you know mad about something stupid or whatever um and ranging all the way to fear i have felt so uncomfortable with it when you've had it like extreme anxiety that i was fearful for me or for avery um particularly avery um and you know a lot of times i guess truly what the the end emotion is is just hurt um i think that I take everything personally. It's something that I was raised in a a very, you know, emotion sensitive household and my dad's very sensitive and I was raised to be very sensitive. I cry over everything. And, um, and so I think that I just take things personally Mm -hmm. and, um, take things that everything is about me, even when it's really not. (laughs) Um, and so a lot of times, yeah, that's the end result. Just hurt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it depends on how you are. Cer- certainly, yeah, yeah, a lot, yeah. My I, mood, I can certainly see dictating your mood, which way you're going to go yeah. with with it, yeah. And when I get into those funks, uh, particularly a, a depressive episode I've had recently, I, I can still kind of feel that one because it was so recent that, yeah, I feel like I'm in, in a, a small space, like I'm almost claustrophobic. That like that's all I can see is. And, and sense is just that small area around me. I can't enjoy things it's in my presence. I, I feel like I have, I feel worthless. I, f- I have no confidence. Um, I, I want to be isolated. I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be talked to. 
definitely don't want to get into a conversation with someone um and it, it just feels like i can't get out of that like i i, I gotta figure out what's wrong before i can get out of the state and, and i hate it and 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 i'm so focused on me and my you know getting out of that funk that i don't I don't particularly pick up on things like I might be doing to harm you, like being, uh, you know, um, distance from you or, or being short with you. I, I don't, I don't pick up on that because I'm so focused in on me. Right. Yeah. So when I do get into those funks in the past, I've done a very poor job of talking to you about it. Like I would get into those funks for sometimes days weeks and maybe even a month at a time and you were just like left out on the island like what the hell is wrong he's not right. talking to me right. he's he is he mad at me what what's going on why why is this happening and, and me being me at that time and my state of mind then was this is me this is who i am deal with it and that was a very selfish selfish point of view it and and i've learned a lot since then but when i wasn't communicating with you and so you you know, there was no back and forth about like, like I I didn't know what you wanted from me when I get in those states, and you didn't know what what I wanted from you because I was very I was non communicative with you, so right. there was no way for you to know that. So you would just be out there on this island going, "What can I? What what's wrong? What can I do to help?" And I I would never let you in. Right. So what do you, what do you want from me when I do get into those depressive and anxiety states? What what's the best way for me to communicate with you? Um, I know that it's hard to communicate these things. All, all of the suggestions for how to fix all these things, even the recommendations for these are the things that you say and these are the things that you do. It's nice to hear those things, but put into practice, it's not that easy. It's yeah. not that easy to reach out to somebody who's being rude to you and say, right. it's going to be okay. Right. Or yeah. to reach out to somebody who you feel alienated from and say, I need help. I don't feel good. I don't feel right. right. Something's wrong. Um, but that, that truly, the, the sooner that you're able to do that, the sooner that you're able to reach out and say, I have something going on mentally. I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what's causing it. Um, or express those things. If you do know what's causing it, the sooner that you can do that, the better. And, um, for me personally, and probably anybody who's living, you know, in a household with, um, these type of issues, the sooner that you could hear that it's not you yeah because my i, I do kind of turn into an apologetic doormat like oh is it me did i do anything what yeah. can i do to fix it and right. like the truth is that there's nothing i can do to fix it mm -hmm. but it's hard to accept that reality that this is happening apart from me it's yeah. not even it has nothing to do with me there's nothing i can do to fix it um the sooner that I could hear that, the better. I know it, it doesn't happen instantaneously. It's not like you get in that funk and immediately you're like, right. oh, I know that this is depression and this is what you can do to fix it. It doesn't work like that. Um, yeah, just the sooner the better. Yeah. And and what I've recognized and realized over the past couple months is I know now what I need when I get into those funks. Um, and particularly when Miranda recognizes it before I do, I, I need for Miranda to almost treat me like a child and I need her to, to coddle me and, and nourish me and say, and grab me by the shoulders and say, Hey, you don't seem like yourself right now. I know that I love you and I want to work with you to get, get you through this. Can we, you want to talk now or do you want to talk later? And that'll give me, that'll kind of tell me, okay, she's sensing something's wrong. Is there something wrong? I need to evaluate. If there is something wrong, let her know right then say, yeah, 
I'm feeling this way. It's not you. It, it might be X, Y, and Z. Uh, or if, if, if she recognizes that and I don't think something's wrong yet, it would give me a chance to go, okay, something's up. Let me go think about this and then come back later to Miranda and say, okay, I think he, here's what's going on. Just having that open line of communication and when, if her like grabbing me, hugging me, telling me that she loves me, she's telling me, I want to help you. Um, I, you know, I want, I want to be there for you and let's work through this together. And that's very, very helpful for me to, to, to cope with, with what's about to happen, you know, about to go into an episode. Speaking of coping, um, how do you cope or what do you do for, for self-care when I'm having those episodes and I'm ignoring you or being somewhat rude to you? What, what do you do? Do you kind of tell yourself it's not my fault or what, what do you do to help yourself? So I wish that I had that particular coping mechanism because I can't talk myself out of feeling like it's my fault. Um, but I do have things that I do. I, I also suffer from anxiety. So um, the things that help me with my anxiety kind of help me through your episodes. And yeah. that's my hammock. I love that. I love to lay in my hammock and put my AirPods in or um, do Wordle or, um, I started doing these Zentangles that you just can draw with pencil on paper. This is where you can plug that brand and they'll give us money. <laughs> Go ahead. What's their name? Once we're really rich. Just get a, get a sponsor. Right. Um, I, sometimes it's helpful just to get out of the situation for a little while. Like, yeah. run. um, that's a free space to just anything outside i love to be outside so. you do love to be outside i know this about you <laughs> anything with being outside is probably my happy place so yeah i feel like one of the the things that we almost need to do when i when i have a depressive episode and i start to come out of that depressive episode it's almost like we need to have an exit interview with each other and i'll go miranda what did you learn from matthew's yeah. episode and you go matthew what did you learn and and this way to, for us to, to get better. Oh, what, well, what did we learn this episode that we can improve on next episode? Um, I wish it was that easy. Maybe it can be that easy. If yeah, it, it I think we should. I think yeah. we should talk about it. We have these weekly marriage meetings on Sundays. I yeah. think we should talk about that specifically every week. Yeah. Make sure that we're staying on top of it. True. Yeah. So we need to have like a informal exit interview yeah, where it. we learn something from Matthew's episodes. Well, you know, and it's not just you, uh, you know, I, I have anxiety too. I just don't tend to have as long-term, um, episodes as you do. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I've had depression before, but it's been years since I had anything that was a depression that lasted more than, you know, probably a day or so. Yeah. So I don't know that I'm suffering from it at the same level, but it's not that, I'm not also going through some of these same things. I think that that might actually be helpful because it's hard to understand that these things are real until you live through it yourself. So I at least know for sure that it's real. It's I real. For yeah. Sure that, you know, how it makes you feel and how it's hard to come out of and you just, you can't just snap out of it. Um, That's one reason I'm doing this podcast. I, I, I want to put as much realness behind it as I can um and as much rawness behind it as i can and, and that's that's why i'm doing this so yeah. i and again i appreciate you being on today yeah. i'm from my research i did on living with someone with a mental illness um i came away with a, a, a few different ideas and and i want to share here on, on the podcast and i want 
your opinion on it too. So Medical News Today, they list several helpful questions a loved one can ask those currently suffering from a mental health issue. And those questions are, can you help me understand how you're feeling? What activities do you find enjoyable right now? And do you enjoy spending time with others? How are your energy levels? Are you sleeping more or less than usual? Are you eating more or less than usual? Are you able to concentrate on things right now? Do you have thoughts of death or suicide? And they also, the medical news today, they also listed questions to avoid so that it doesn't seem judgmental or place blame on the person with depression. And those are, why can't you just cheer up? Don't I make you happy? When will you feel better? Can't you understand that this is all in your head? Why are you making such a big deal about this? Are you aware that others have it much worse than you? And they mentioned, too, another helpful tool for someone living with someone with a mental illness is to understand and validate their feelings. If the person with depression says something like, I just feel like things will never get better, their partner can reflect that by saying, it sounds as though you aren't, you're not as hopeful about the future as you once were continually trying to cheer the person up is not helpful as this invalidates their condition and their feelings. So what are your thoughts on that, Miranda? What are your thoughts on some of the do's and don'ts and what this medical news today said? Um, I think that the what to ask, those are good advice. But if I asked you that in one sitting when you were depressed, Mm -hmm. you would not be happy with me. So... Um, maybe choose a question or two to ask to try to gauge how yeah. that person is doing, and then yeah, have the con- yeah. I, I agree. If I would ask all seven. At no, no. Time. What what if if someone's listening to this now and they have and they live with someone with a mental illness, or if they have a mental illness, go to your if you're in a, a good you know a good solid state of mind right now, not one of your episodes. Um, I'm in a good state of mind right now, so now it's a good time to have these conversations. And, and talk to your significant other or your partner, whoever's living with you, and say, hey, when I'm in a funk, um, do X, Y, and Z, and that will, that will help me get out of my funk. And, and you know, and go ahead and have that conversation with them now. So, yeah, I, I think the, you don't have to ask all, all of those questions. Right. Yeah, it, it could be the person that you live with might have their own set of questions that they want you to ask. Um, so, so ask them, you know, it doesn't have to be these questions offered here. It could be whatever the, the person's comfortable with. Right. So how can you tell when I start to come out of an episode? Are there any signs like when I'm getting, you know, back to my normal self or whatever? Um, you mentioned eye contact earlier. I, I think that that's something that I never really noticed before, but that's probably one of my cues that you're coming back out of it. Um, any kind of connection that you try to make, even if it's just answering me when I talk to you in a pleasant way that's a sign that we're you know moving in the right direction um something that I tried to do um I don't know if you remember Monday night was after the last um episode that you had where I just texted you and said hey do you want to come snuggle me yeah Avery? just a, a, a way of kind of trying to pull you into the moment because yeah. I think that something that happens when you're in that depressive state is you're you're numb to um those moments you're not living in the moment you're not enjoying the moment and so um anyway and then I, and then instead of directly asking you in person i thought sending a text message was a way to make it so that you felt like you could say no if you were doing something else but 
um, also a way to bring you in if you are ready to kind of start coming yeah. out of it. Yeah, and that that was yeah that was awesome. Um, so so yeah, um, yeah, I appreciate that text. I came and laid with you guys, and yeah, it's I was able to snap out of my 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 episode pretty quickly this time. And what I learned from my last episode, it it only lasted about forty eight hours. What I learned from it was, uh, Miranda and I discussed better ways to communicate with each other. I sent a text message. She said, hey, you know, after after it all was over with, we said, she said, uh, I'd rather you talk to me about it than send a text message. I mean, text messages is great, but, you know, let's have that exit interview um, yeah. a- afterwards. We never did have that exit interview, so that's what that's what we'll start doing. Um, so that's what, you know, and I learned, too, I, I communicated with Miranda what I need when I'm going through an episode now. So she knows now what to do, how to, how to potentially nurture me when that time comes. So it'll hopefully what was a 48 hour episode would then turn into a 24 and I can get then then get those episodes down to 12 hours then eight hours and slowly improve, learn from your previous lessons, learn from your mistakes and move forward. Um, that's all I have today, Miranda. I appreciate you joining me. I've been happy to be here. You're good. You, you, uh, you did well. You're, you're pretty much a podcaster now. You realize that, right? I really still hate this microphone in my face. I'm so, not comfortable with it at all. Uh, there's more on the uh, on the the information I, I researched at www.parttimestruggle.com. Uh, that's where you can find the blog that I posted with with the the um, the links to the the articles I read and the research that I did. And there's also a YouTube video I'll add on what it's like the do's and kind of the do's and don'ts of living with someone with a mental illness. Um, if you want to reach out to me for anything, if you got any questions for me, if you got any concerns, if you got any advice, contact me. Contact at parttimestruggle.com. Also, if you got a short a story to tell, contact me. I want to hear that story. Others may want to hear that story. Again, that's contact at parttimestruggle.com or www.parttimestruggle.com. Thank you guys for joining me today. I hope you found some value in this. Um, hope you found some value and the advice and the point of view that Miranda shared and I hope you found some some value in the point of view that I shared that you can potentially use to improve upon your life thank you see y'all later bye